Welcome to the world's number one AI podcast, AI Chat. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Make sure that you go to AIbox.ai, link in the show notes, to join the waitlist for our new AI platform. We're going to be launching an incredible platform that allows you to build anything you want with workflows um, in AI. So you're able to chain together ChatGPT and image generators and audio generators to make really powerful apps for your organization, or you can host them on our marketplace and actually generate royalties from them. So make sure to go to AIbox.ai and join the waitlist. In addition, if you like the podcast, if you could do me a massive favor and please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps me be able to get better guests on here as they check the reviews to see how you guys are liking it. So if you could please do that, I would really, really appreciate it. So really what's happening here, I guess the headline is that researchers have developed a neural network to detect operator fatigue, and they're doing this using eye movement. So in a collaborative effort to enhance operational safety, researchers from St. Petersburg University and St. Petersburg Federal Research Center at the Russian Academy of Science have developed a comprehensive database of eye movement strategies. So this data actually aims to inform neural network modules designed to monitor the psychological states of individuals working in various critical roles, such as vehicle fleet drivers, air traffic controllers, and industrial plant operators. So the first thing I want to mention here is really when they're talking about this research and why they're doing it, they're like, look, this is for individuals in really critical roles where they, nothing can go wrong, right? Air traffic control. You cannot have an air traffic controller getting sleepy and, you know, missing the missing the mark. There's all sorts of terrible things that can happen. Now, um, at the beginning of this podcast, you know, in the intro, I, I alluded to the fact that this could be used for advertising in other areas. And while that may have been a little bit of a stretch, right, because really how this technology works is by monitoring your, your iris, by monitoring your eye, um, I think that it's still not that far off that that could be a, a place where this gets to. You know, a lot of times you're on your phone using your phone um, and the camera is activated or you give camera access to TikTok or you give, uh, you know, Instagram access to your camera. You have all sorts of apps access to your camera that theoretically could be on and tracking you or maybe when you upload a video um, that's like a camera based video to a social media platform, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, X, whatever, right? Like, let's say you, it knows that you actually like did the recording. So for example, on TikTok, you can be recording a video on TikTok. It sees your eyes on there. So like there is a case to be made that even um, like a lot of different apps that you wouldn't really think about or expect when you're uploading a TikTok video, TikTok could literally be tracking and detecting if they think you're tired at that very moment. So not saying that everyone's doing this or this may be like a big, huge invasion of privacy thing that's immediately happening. But the fact that it's possible begs the like you have to discuss the implications of something that's possible because inevitably like either it's whether it's a bad actor or someone claiming to do it for safety like it will get embedded into stuff if it's possible people will do it so that's all i'm saying um, i'm not saying that tiktok and facebook are going to be spying on you um turning on your camera when you're not expecting it and seeing how tired you are or your laptop company but also think about the fact that you know there is a there's a big prevalent problem uh which is obviously made known by the fact that a lot of like modern laptops you buy today have like a, a manual hard shutter to cover your camera because people hack into cameras all the time. You can download a piece of software um, that has access to your camera, right? Like, I mean, theoretically something like Zoom that needs access to your camera for video calling could also be hacked into and secretly access your camera when you don't know. And a lot of people feel like this is a major invasion of privacy. So they, I've, you know, you can go on Amazon and buy these little 
um, slider window shutters that go on top of your camera lens on your laptop to like manually cover it with a piece of plastic. And this is all like so popular that to the point that a lot of really modern um, Windows laptops I've seen, um, some of the newest ones coming out, literally have like hard built in uh, camera lens covers. So obviously they're doing this for a reason. People can hack into your camera. And so whether it's your phone or whether it's your laptop and you're worried about exploitation, like imagine if someone was hacking into your um, laptop, seeing that you like running this technology through your camera on you to see that you are tired. And then maybe that's when a, when scammers um, go and try to give you a scam call because they know you're maybe you're more likely to fall for something or become a victim if you are, you know, s sleep deprived and you're not functioning at your full potential. So there's the whole uh, there's the whole spiel about how this can be used for bad. I try to always give that um, for every AI advancement, but there's definitely some ways this could be used for good. So let's let's jump back into the research. The research team utilized a multifaceted approach. Essentially, they were capturing a range of behavioral and neuropsychological indicators to offer a more comprehensive understanding of operator state. So whether um, they are tired or alert, the research findings were published in the scientific journal Sensor. So Irina Soshina, who's the director of biological sciences and the professor at the Institute of Cognitive Research at St. Petersburg State University, emphasized the advantages of an integrated methodology. She noted, quote, an integrated approach provides a more complete picture and a more objective assessment of the functional state. So in contrast to approaches involving separate registrations of certain um, indicators that reflect the state of fatigue. Satosha pointed out uh, really kind of the limited the, the limitations of current methods like cardiac time revival measures, which are often considered unreliable indicators of fatigue levels, right? That's currently what we use a lot of the time. Um, and instead of kind of this research focused on a unique approach involving eye movement, which are believed to accurately portray the interplay between neural networks of static and dynamic vision and psychological indicators. So this is really, really interesting. They're literally looking at your eye movements, running a neural net, and they're able to predict how tired you are just from your eye movements, which is interesting because they don't need to see anything else about you, just your eyes. And um, if you think about it, your phone and your laptop camera are almost always going to be pointed in a place where they can see your eyes, whether they can see the rest of you or not. So, you know, anything that could get access to that camera could pretty much tell when you're tired or not tired. And they just have information on you based off of that. So I think the researchers have made their comprehensive database publicly available, and they're encouraging software developers to leverage the data to improve their own systems. They said, quote, we have developed a comprehensive database suited for training neural networks that classify a person's state of as tired or alert. Um, that was Alex Kerniskiv, and that's a, research, a senior research associate in the laboratory of integrated automation systems at the St. Petersburg Federal Research Facility at the uh, Russian Academy of Science. The data collected for the study was really robust, incorporating various sensors, including video camera, um, eye trackers, heart rate monitors, and electrocentophonographs. Um, the operators were also assessed for other factors such as sleep quality, fatigue, and complex visual motor reactions. So the data collection took place at multiple times during the day, morning, afternoon, and evening to capture a broad spectrum of operator conditions. And the research spanned eight days and included 10 participants engaging in a mix of passive and active tasks such as reading and playing Tetris. The entire process was video recorded for further analysis. I think that's a great move on their part. Um, if people see holes in the way the stuff was trained, 
you know, maybe they'd be like, well, it's just predicting that someone's tired because the, the lighting's darker or something. Although I'm sure it was just in a, a laboratory with the exact same lighting, but you know, that, that, kind, of con that kind of thing. The whole thing has been recorded. Um, and by adopting a multidimensional approach and making the data publicly available, um, I think the research holds the promise of advancing the field of neural network-based fatigue detection systems. So this in turn could significantly bolster safety protocols across various transport industries and defense sectors. That's what they're saying in any way. Um, I see something slightly different, and I see the fact that if they're open sourcing this and giving it away to everyone, great time for hackers and scammers to grab it and use it for bad. But, you know, it'll inevitably hopefully be used for good as well. So just take it with a grain of salt and uh, know that this exists. So keep that on your radar as there are some very interesting implications, I believe, with this technology. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thank you for listening to the AI Chat Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you rate me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for an innovative group of AI enthusiasts, make sure you check out our Discord channel and also our Facebook community. It's obviously a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share software tools, prompts that we're using in everyday AI. I'll leave a link for those in the description below.